Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. Matt and Dez Gonzalez are the founders of Kingdom Culture Ministries, a nonprofit organization that specializes in training, consulting, and resourcing leaders. Join them as they talk about life, family, faith, and all things prophetic. Now let's get to today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. Welcome to the Matt and Dez Experience. I'm your co-host, Matt Gonzalez. My other co-host and gorgeous wife, Dez, is out of town today. But you guys are in for a treat. On today's episode, we have one of our favorite speakers in the world and close friend, Michael Dalton. A couple weeks ago, we released an episode with Michael and it was fire. Today is the follow-up episode. Just recently, me and Michael spoke at the Prophetic Conference 2019 at the Mission Church in Vacaville, which is also our home church. And I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with him. And I got to tell you what, this conversation so left an imprint and impact in my life as I know it will you. On this episode, we talk about going from slaves to son and Michael posts the question, was your father a slave or son? Get ready to be inspired and transformed. And without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hey, Michael. I'm so glad to have you back on the show. I know we had uh, had you on an episode not too long ago, and um, it's actually been really, really good. But I, and it's just gold every time we get together and have a conversation. And uh, this is what this podcast is about. It's about having a conversation because we believe one conversation can, cha- can change the narrative. So, Michael, come on. We're here at the Mission Vacaville. We're at the Prophetic Conference 2019, and it is amazing. You're going to be speaking tonight, and I'm so excited about this. But uh, we've been having this conversation, and uh, we're going to bring the listener into this conversation. And we'll go ahead and start us off. What is on your heart right now? What is God speaking? Speaking to you, Michael, and uh, what would you like to just share with the listener today? You know, Matt, first, it's an honor to be with you. You are <laughs> one of my favorite, not only teachers, preachers, but mm. prophets on the planet. You bring the presence of God. And this afternoon, when you unlocked (laughs) heaven's glory, man, it wrecked the place. It was beautiful. So just being around you encourages me. (laughs) But I tell you what's on my heart is the idea of fathering. Mm. Right now, it's such a word that we've used for so long about when we talk about Elijah, when we talk about a prophetic company, it's the hearts of the fathers turned to the children, the children to the fathers. But the question I have what kind of father did you have? Ooh. It's not enough to have a father. Was your father a slave or a son? <laughs> because you will become the nature of who raised you. Wow. So you might have had a father, but if your father didn't know he was free, then he taught you the word of God, but he left wow. your chains in place. So good. Yes, sir. So so say that again. So <laughs> if you have a father, is your father a slave or a son? A slave or a son. Ooh. See, when Paul is talking to us, Paul begins to talk about you have to understand that you were married to the law. You were slaves to your old nature. So, you were controlled yep. by the mindset of religion and fear. So now that we are sons of God, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. Yep. So the question is, were you raised by a slave or a son? Mm. Did the person who teach you the word of God, the rudiments of the truth, the foundations of the gospel, the power of God, did they teach you the right words, but the wrong mindset? Wow. Did they teach you healing, but never taught you that you could walk in health? Wow. Did they teach you how to build a church, but never how to raise people? That's good. Did they teach you how to travel around the world, but never how to travel around your house? Wow. Was he a slave who raised sons? 
to be slaves in the future wow. or a free man who raised free men who will change the world. That is so, so good. I mean, I know we talk about it as from a prophetic uh, standpoint in nature. And, and, you know, I've always had a core value that New Testament prophets should in their foundation in all the prophetic that they speak into in its DNA and nature should always reconcile fathers of sons and family. I mean, we see that play out in the New Testament. But what you're saying, this is a whole nother level. And I, I mean, this is good. Yeah. So talk some more about it. I want, to, I want to hear more about this. When we look at the model, Jesus starts to talk and there's language that goes in the New Testament in a mm. phenomenal fashion. But we were slaves. We were slaves to our own nature. Yeah. So we start there. Now, you go from slavery to servant mentality. Huh. A lot of us come into the kingdom. We come in as servants. Jesus said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. That's good. So they were servants and OK with being servants yeah. because they thought as long as I can show God my work, he will keep me in the house. That's a servant. Yeah. My work gives me position. So we had servant fathers wow. who they were so busy teaching us how to do the works of God, do the work of the ministry, do the work wow. of the church that they never taught us that whether I do the work or not, I am a son. I mm. am an heir. He loves me because of who I am. That's good. Yeah. That's so really good. I never learned that I could be okay with God outside of producing. So if you think you have to produce, then you're going to push everyone around you to become works driven, burden mentality and split relationships, servants. (laughs) Oh, this is good. This this is gold right here. Wow. So. How do we move out of that? Or what, what I mean, how, how do we how do we disconnect from that and get connected into the right direction? Well, those three levels, you have slaves, you have servants, yep. you have sons. Okay. okay. The first level, how you move out from being a slave, you must recognize that no part of your old nature can control you any longer. Mm. So you must begin to believe for everyone that's listening, it's not just that we're walking in the fullness of the gospel. Come on. It's that the old you was swallowed up completely. To be baptized means to be immersed. To be immersed means to be swallowed up. So I want you to imagine when you were baptized in water, you were swallowed up in water. Okay. Paul says, know you not that as many of you has received Jesus have been baptized into Christ? Yeah. You were swallowed up into Christ. Yes. No part of you was left out of that exchange. (laughs) So good. You were wholly received into the wholeness of him. Wow. You were completely surrounded by the fullness of Christ. There is no part of your old nature that was not disconnected and discontinued from you. So you must believe I cannot be a slave any longer because who I used to be absolutely died. Wow. Now, if you don't make that adjustment in your mind, then the lie of shame will one day rule the proof of your ministry and you'll hide from your destiny because of a lie that no longer has power. Wow. Yes, sir. That's so interesting because we, you know, we've been talking even about this whole concept. I mean, that's freedom. Yeah. That is freedom, you know, and it's interesting because like even living in the United States, we, we, we love independence, Mm. but we're not called independence. We're called to freedom. Yes. And what you just shared right there was gold. I mean, that's, I mean, that's freedom. I remember one time being in a meeting with you, you said something that was so profound. You said, um, true freedom looks like the day you finally agree with who God says you are. <laughs> yes, sir. 
<laughs> yes, sir. The very moment you say yes to who God has already declared you to be is the moment your mind, your emotions, and your fears will all submit mm. to your destiny. Come on. Fear can only work on you if you think God's going to change his mind. Wow. <laughs> wow. Say that again. Fear can only work on you if you think God's going to change his mind. I have not struggled with fear in years. Wow. Here's why. I am convinced he'll never change his mind. That's good. Not one time. Good. So death can't frighten me because he's not going to change his mind. He's not going to change his mind. Come on. The devil can't frighten me. God's not going to change his mind. So if God is not going to change his mind, that means everything around me that attacks me has to change and obey the truth God gave me. That's good. Because God is not going to change his mind. That's so good. So good. So as you're talking about this whole concept of slaves and sons, you know, one of the things that I am so passionate about right now, and I think we've talked about a little bit, is 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 reformation like i have a passion for revival and i believe there's always going to be need to a certain extent for a revival but i feel like what we need right now more than a revival is a reformation what does that look like for you especially in that in the mountain of the church how can we the church move into reformation because i'm convinced reformation is going to happen yes there's a reformation that is happening that's going to happen even at a greater extent but how do we learn how to partner with that what does that look like to you i know it's such a big question but i'd love for you to speak into that because you actually are doing this i mean you are going in to broken systems and helping to reform that and that, that i mean that's the kingdom yeah. so talk to me about that michael well i believe this i believe fathers bring revival <laughs> sons bring reformation whoa mm-hmm. That's good. God raises up one to go back as a father to a people who have gone cold, dead, and silent. And he says, be a father, bring revival through a miracle, a sign, a wonder, a a word they have forgotten. And stand as a father to call them back to what they've forgotten. Fathers are raised to bring revival. But sons carry reformation. Sons who have tasted revival, but now go into systems that are against it. Wow. See, revival is for the church. Reformation is for the nations. <laughs> the nations don't need revival Come on. <laughs> because they didn't lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The church lost revival, but the reformation is for the nations. So sons who have been revived take their new nature, their identity, and God gives a model to change a system. Wow. So the model God gives to sons through their fathers, if you had a father, who was not a slave in his mentality, not a servant in his emotional realm, but he was fully convinced of who he is in God. That fathering nature got on you. Wow. So now when you look at cities, economies, nations, education, business, and media, you go, that could look like heaven if someone would invade it with what invaded me. So now you as a son go into a system with the model of heaven and the model changes the system. Abraham had a model that went into Sodom and changed it. Elijah had a model that went into Jezebel and Ahab's territory and changed it. The model changes the system. I believe every one of us has been given a model from heaven that if we walk it out, there is not a system on the earth that will not look like heaven because the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. 
Yep. So what I'm hearing you say is that we need the model in order to go be able to change the broken system. Now, what would you say to the one that maybe grew up with not a father type like that, that didn't have that model? How can they come into that? It's so simple. God has raised up throughout the earth strong, righteous men and women of God who carry a father's heart. (laughs) So the first thing is, if you don't have a father, find a righteous father. Yeah, that's good. Find a father and a mother who God has raised up in your city, in your territory, who love the Lord understand the word, and have a desire to produce in the next generation. Forget your age. If you have not yet received revelation, you are in the next generation. That's good. So go and glean. And it doesn't matter their age. You might be 60 and your spiritual father might be 20. But you have to go drink from someone who knows more spiritually than you do. Let that go deep into your spirit, transform your thinking. And once your GPS gets adjusted so you don't end up at the wrong location at the end of your destiny, you can go where you need to go and see success. <laughs> that is so good. So what what are you seeing as far as the systems of the world being reformed? Because I know you're out, you're, you're, you're going to nations and you're speaking in to governments and stuff. Can you give us a picture, just kind of paint some hope of some of the things that you're seeing that are being reformed or that you're actually reforming right now? Yeah, a couple of things. One, we talked about this earlier. One of the greatest things that brings me joy is the idea that we're taking a group of men and women who are strong prophetically, walking in integrity and we're each out of a different arena so one out of business who is very strong in business another who is strong in government another who's been strong in kingdom reform and then others who had access into kingdom economics we've been working together and what we've been doing is in different nations gathering business leaders government leaders and teaching and training for the last year two years on how to think kingdom how to build a new model, how to take the nine gifts of the spirit and make them access and active in your business inside of government. Come on. How to understand the voice of the Lord never goes silent depending on where you are, but he is actively speaking so that you can invade the world. Teaching that so that now people who are working in government offices are prophesying to people around them without using prophetic language so that people's minds are being changed. They're releasing healing and seeing miracles draw people to them saying, you told me before I got home that my daughter was going to feel better. When I got home, they were bringing her back from the doctor saying that the seizures were over. So how do I follow your God? This Mm -hmm. is from a Muslim family who hadn't said they wanted nothing to do with Christ in the office. And we said, if you can get one miracle into their house, they'll never reject you again. Wow. Teaching them those principles. Now we're shifting things from the inside. That's part of what we're doing. Change it from the inside. Lead from the middle. You know, we were talking uh, last night at dinner. You said something so profound. I want to just talk about this because I feel like it's such a great strategy. But many times we, the church, and I say we, the church, because this is in the anti-church. I'm part of the church. But we, the church, many times don't have a voice into the world because we don't necessarily carry the same aspects to a certain extent and represent them. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because that was gold. (laughs) That was so good. That was so good. There's this mindset that we often have that now that we're in the church, our whole model is to get the entire world to come to us. So we don't actually show them that we love them, that we care about them, that we're invested in them. Yeah. The nature of your city needs to be where you focus. Mm. Whatever's a problem in your city needs to be the thing you're praying about the Come most. On. 
Whatever is a need among your people should be the thing you're trying to solve the quickest. So if you don't love the place where God plants you, you don't have the right to change it. So God then says, I love this. The Lord says, you know, we quote all the time, Jeremiah 29, 11. Yep. I know the thoughts I have for towards you. Okay. Thoughts of good, not of evil. Yep. Thoughts give you hope in the future. Okay. That's real nice. What we don't talk about is Jeremiah 29, 1 through 10. Ooh. That the Lord says, you need to know, O Israel, that I am going to put you in bondage. 70 years, I shall leave you in Babylon. I am going to leave you there. And this is what I want you to do. Let your sons marry their daughters. Let your daughters marry their sons. Start businesses, plant vineyards, build houses, bless the city you're in and the nation you're part of. And then I know the thoughts I have towards you. God says you can't claim that I'm thinking about you till you think about the city. Wow. You don't get to say, I've got a good plan for you till you make a better plan for your city. If you don't improve the place where you dwell, God said, I will not open doors for you till you open pathways for your city. So the direct correlation is if we don't change the place God puts us, he will never give us the future he promised us. That's part of where we are right now. And so I I have a challenge in my spirit for every person who listens, for every person who calls himself a Christian, for every person who wants to do better. Change your city. Do something so good that they can't ignore you. Do something so blessed in your thinking. Bless a child, bless a school, bless a corner. Go bless a family that just went through gang violence. Go bless someone who was just shot. Show up at the hospital and say, I need to know where that gangbanger who was just shot and his family just shot holes. I need to know where their family is because I want to give them a card that says I love them. If we could bless without apology, we could see miracles that don't make sense. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about earlier changing the narrative. That would do it right there. Yes, sir. I mean, that, that, I mean, that is just wow. And it's, I mean, you just gave the strategy for city reformation within Jeremiah. I mean, that's pretty much, you just broke it down. And I love how you just kind of just spoke into that. Wow. This is so good. <laughs> My mind is just blown right now. Cause I'm trying to think, okay, what? wow, wow. So I got to press pause because this, this, my mind, so Talk a little bit more about that fathering. I'll say to each one of you, as we look at how we were fathered, so you need to ask yourself three questions. In the fathering I received, was my success more important than their reputation? Wow. Then you had a good father. Second, did they love me enough to rebuke me without killing me? There you go, yeah. Then you had a good spiritual father. That's the good. third thing. Did they give you permission to outgrow them? <laughs> if those three things aren't in place, you had a servant, not a son, because sons make their children outgrow them, outrun them Come and on. outshine them. Come on. Servants make sure you don't take my name, my position or my inheritance because I don't have enough to share. If they push you further than their platform then they are a son of honor, which makes them a father of integrity. If they kept you small so they could look big, you had a servant. So don't feel bad when God makes you outgrow them. Yes, sir. Wow, that is so good. Michael, any last thoughts? Last thought. We charge you and we bless you that in your entire life, may you shine as bright as the Christ within you. May you stand as tall as the truth you carry. And may you never feel bad about outgrowing the box people put you in. You are sons and daughters of God. We affirm you. We bless you. And we decree over you. Go change the world because the world is waiting on you. 
Michael, it has been an honor to have you on this show again. Can you tell the listener who's listening right now how they can keep in touch with you? Social media, website, ministry, all that good stuff. We also, we've got a podcast that we're just yes, Yes, sir. Which I've listened and it's amazing. If you guys are not listening or subscribed to the podcast, make sure you go get that today. It is gold. It is treasure. <laughs> it'll bless you deeply. Well, look us up as Yes Ministries. If you go to the web, www.yes-ministries.com, you can find us there. And then on Facebook, put in Yes Ministries Michael Dalton and on Twitter or on Instagram, Michael Dalton 91 for Psalm 91. Come on, come on. Well, Michael, it's like I said, it's been an honor to have you on the show today. And I know we're going to be doing some more. So thank you so much, Michael. And until next time, guys, we are out. Thank you for listening to the Matt and Dez experience. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Matt and Dez Experience. This podcast exists to inspire and motivate you to transform the world around you. Continue the journey with Matt and Dez Gonzalez by liking them on Facebook and checking out mattanddez.com where you can discover more resources. If this podcast has impacted you, please subscribe and review wherever you listen to your podcast.